What's going on, guys? It's Sean, back with episode two of the So Many Thoughts podcast. And I wasn't going to make another one of these for a couple of days because I wanted to give it some time off. But then I watched Chelsea today, and it made me mad. And I just want to get some thoughts off my chest, get some opinions out there, and just get my thoughts out there, you know? Yeah, I wanted to talk about their bad form lately. And I want to, like, discuss is their bad form. Is it really who they're going to be this year? Because... You know, Frank just spent $250 million. He got the players he wanted. He got Kai Havertz. He got Thiago Silva. He got Timo Werner. He got Hakeem Ziyech, who are all four bona fide European stars already, you know? And they came in, but so far the team has only gotten worse. I believe we just dropped to eighth in the Premier League, and we could fall as low as nine if Southampton win their next game. And... We've just lost four of our last five games and we haven't and we haven't done anything in the league. We haven't moved up. After going on a seventeen game unbeaten run, we've lost four of our last five games and it's like but in those seventeen unbeaten run, none of those teams were top ten in the Premier League, so it's like are we just beating the teams we're supposed to beat and not gonna beat the good ones? Or is it form? That's what I wanted to look at today. To me, it all started with my frustration. I see all the Frank out and Frank ins, but my frustration started with the Arsenal game. Arsenal, it's on Boxing Day, day after Christmas. We're playing Arsenal, London rivals. Arteta's on the verge of being fired if they lose, and they haven't won a Premier League game since November 1st. That's seven whole games that Arsenal had not won in the league until, of course, they played us, and what do we do? We lose 3 nothing. But I'm going to get past that one. I want to talk about the Manchester Manchester City loss today. Manchester City did not have a true number nine because Gabriel Jesus had to isolate due to the coronavirus. And it honestly gave Chelsea no or it gave Chelsea's defense no answers or. Yeah, it gave Chelsea's defense no answers. Having the two basically having two cams sitting there with no nine forced. Thiago Silva and Uzuma both to step into the midfield, allowing that gap in behind, and Man City exploited it. They exploited it the whole game. It dragged the defense out, and the lack of a number nine for City ended up being the reason we couldn't keep Man City out. And we overloaded our defense, I think, with our defensive help. If you look, we had our three best defensive players in there. But I think that hurt us more than anything because Conte's a great ball winner, He's, I think, a very underrated passer, but in terms of being press-resistant, I don't really think he's press-resistant. I think that hurt us with Manchester City being a pressing side. Mateo Kovacic, he's one of, I think, the most press-resistant players in the world. He doesn't lose the ball. His feet are so quick. His touch is always close enough to him that he poke it by if he has to. He can turn it back. He can cut off you. He's he's one of the best ball progressors in, in the midfield, but... At the same time, once he gets into that final third, he's not a creator, so he's not going to see that that ball that splits the defense, or he's not going to hit the 25-yard shot in the top 90. He's just not that guy. So when we get to the final third, I don't want to say he's useless, but he doesn't give us that, that cutting edge. And lastly, Mason Mount. Mason Mount's the hardest worker on the field. He's never off the field for that reason. But again, his range of passing is, I think, underrated. He never stops running, but in the final third, he's inconsistent. He has his magic moments, 
but he's not who we need him to be, especially with the the lineup that was out there today. Pulisic is a isn't a goal scorer. He's another more creator type and hazard type guy. Yeah, he can score goals, but he's not going to always do that. Timo Werner, who's been very very poor lately, is who we'll talk about a little bit later. Was in the side today, and he's not a creator either. He's a goal scorer when he's in form, but he's not a creator. And Hakeem Ziyech was on the field for 60 minutes. It was his first game back, but in a game where we're playing City and we can't really get anything going, a player like him struggles because he needs the creativity aspect, you know? Um, We lack the final ball. The composure in the final third, again, like I was saying, because we don't have those guys in the final third, and the way we want to play, you know, with Hakeem Ziyech today... With Aspilicueta, it's harder because Aspilicueta isn't going to make the overlapping run and can hit a mean whipping ball in like Reese James can. He wants to keep the possession. So we can't really find that dangerous overlapping run, which allows Hakeem Ziyech to whip that ball in. Even if he whips it in, though, you would want Giroud or Tammy in there. You would think preferably more Giroud. But again, Werner was in the starting lineup today. So finding the composure to break City down, it was almost non-existent. And... Of course, we end up losing the game 3-1, but we find a goal in the 91st minute to get a little bit back from the game from Odoi, who I thought was a pleasant surprise when he came on for the last 30 minutes. Another game, we we tied Aston Villa. I'm sorry, I said earlier that we lost five games. We had lost three games, tied Villa, and we won one. So, my correction. Aston Villa, we outpossessed them. And outshot them in the game, but we couldn't come away with the three points. Uh, we ended up leaving with a draw, but we went up one nothing in the game, and it's almost like it made us sit back and like, all right, we're at least gonna, we're gonna get a point out of this, whether or not. But like, we can relax a little bit. We don't have to step on the gas, and I think that's the problem with the young side because we dominated the game, sixty three to thirty seven possession, sixteen to ten shots, five to two on target, but we couldn't find. We couldn't find the three points, and that, that was a problem last year, too. Games that we should have won, we didn't because we didn't step on their throats. We cut, we stepped off and allowed them back into the game. And that's something I think we need to do better at. So, again, lost points to the Aston Villa side. Then we go play a struggling Wolves side, who I believe had lost three games in a row before us. And what does Chelsea do? We give them a win. It seems like it's a Chelsea thing these days. Everton we play. Everton was at the top of the league for much of the season. All of a sudden they took a or the beginning of the season, not much of it, my apologies. All of a sudden they take a step back. They need a signifying win to get them back into it. Guess who does it? Chelsea. It's a Chelsea thing. Now our only win in the last five games is to West Ham, who's barely in the top half of the table right now. They're sitting at tenth. And you know, I don't want to put full blame on Frank Lampard, but I really do think we need to look at Frank and question where his head's at and what he's doing right now because in games where we need to win, such as Arsenal, because Arsenal, that puts them to bed, that probably knocks them out of any top four hunt, and at the time would have pushed us to second in the table, but instead now we're dropping on to eighth because we couldn't find a win there. He needs to take more accountability for his team selection because and how his pl- not how his players play because he can't control how they play, but he controls how they set up. He controls how they go out there and, and I don't want to say play the game, but like their tactics, that's how they're going to play the game based on how the manager is set up. And to me, 
I think the team selection been poor in that setup because if you look at today, for example, right? I already explained the midfield. The midfield was poor in a game setup today, but in another game, say, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but my change, for example, today would have been Olivier Giroud over Timo Warner would have been a great selection because you got a guy like Hakeem Ziyech who's going to whip in the balls across the box that Drew loves to win. And on the other side of the field with Pulisic, he's got a guy who can play off of him because Drew's one of the best hold-up guys in the game. And Pulisic wants to run off of you. If he can do that, all of a sudden we got a guy who's good in the box there and he's putting balls in the back of the net for us. He's putting balls in the back of the net. And not only do I believe he keeps the option with the two wingers, he also gives that option to the midfielders because he can receive the ball, play off, the ball goes to the wing, and all of a sudden he's making a dash run into the box, and he's so good at those runs because his movement is so good. If you look at the numbers between the team, the lowest, amount of, the lowest expected goals without penalties in the squad is Timo Warner compared to the three other strikers. It goes Giroud, Tammy, Warner. But for some reason... Frank keeps insisting on Werner playing on the field, but instead, that doesn't. I don't think that helps the strikers' confidence. You talk to him, you sit him down, you say, "Look, I'm not starting you because I think you're doing poor. Like you know, you're not missing finishes." He knows that too. They say it all the time that he knows that he has to put them away. That's when you sit the striker down, you let him take a game to relax, get his finishing right in training, then you get him back on the field and you play the guy who's putting the goals away, like Giroud is. And in terms of expected goals. Timo Werner falls to fourth because he's not the penalty taker Jorginho is, you know? And when the team is struggling to break someone down, such as today when we did the Man City, we resort to crossing. And, you know, Timo Werner's a goal scorer, and he's in poor form right now, but no means do I think he's going to stay there. He is going to score goals for Chelsea. But in a time like this when we need someone who's going to score goals and we resort to crossing, we need Drew in the field. Drew creates stuff out of nothing. I don't know. The one goal that comes to mind is the Arsenal scorpion kick. Like, he makes goals out of nothing. You know? And I just think when you have something as valuable that in your repertoire and that a trait like that that someone doesn't have, it's just in games like this when you're struggling, you need to play that player. And I don't think Frank... I don't think Frank by any means should be fired. Unless it gets so bad this year that you have to fire Frank to give Chelsea a chance at top four. Unless it gets that bad, I don't think Frank should be fired this year. But if you're telling me his seat's not going to be warmer going into next season or going throughout the season, you're wrong. He spent $250 million. He has a much better... He has the same squad as last year along with the players he brought in now. He's now had his window. And it's just not working. The only benefit of the doubt I think you can give Frank right now is the fact that he's had injuries... He only had a couple weeks of season due to COVID, preseason due to COVID. And guys are still coming off. They didn't have the same rest they would in a normal season because of the restart, you know? So there's three things I think Frank can leverage for his job right now that next summer when he finally has that full preseason with his whole team and they finally get into the season with his whole team and by then he'll have another transfer window under his belt. If he doesn't get it then then I think you really need to look about firing them because Chelsea Football Club is on a team that should be okay with that, you know? We want to be back in the Champions League final, not fighting to get into the Champions League, you know?
But I don't think every all of that was negative today because Pulisic, in his first start back in a while, he looked really good. He was attacking the Man City defense. It just so happened that the rest of the team, you know, it just wasn't it just wasn't the day. Again, I think Ziyech, I don't know if he looked as good as he could have, but he got 60 minutes in after coming off an injury, so that's a solid way to look at it. He's getting fit, and hopefully we'll be back to our best soon. Again, Havertz got back into the squad today after getting the uh, start off. And the biggest bright spot I think right now that needs to be talked about is Cho. Callum Hudson-Odoi is lighting it up whenever he gets in the minutes, whenever he gets the minutes, but the minutes are coming few and far between right now, and hopefully Frank sees that, and he's going to start getting a couple run of games for Cho because when Cho's on the field, he plays very well, and he got another goal for himself today. So I was pretty happy for Cho there. But at the end of the day, I think I think Chelsea, I would call it poor form over anything else because you saw it. Like, yeah, the teams that were beaten in the 17-game uh, unbeaten run weren't great, but we topped our group in the Champions League, you know. And when Timo, Timo Warner has shown that he is a legit goal scorer, when he figures it out, and Pulisic stays fit, and Ziyech stays fit, and Havertz finally, and they can, you know, sit in, get used to the Premier League, used to London. I think this Chelsea team can be a legit force, and I'm hoping that could be this season before next. But we'll just have to wait and see, I guess.